Hello and welcome to the second part of the first episode of the fifth season of the Players on Footy Podcast, I guess. Uh, I'm your host, Rory O'Kane. I'm joined, as always, by Scott Fotheringham. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, it's an embarrassing start. I know that much. Uh, I'm not going too good, to be honest with you. Banjo, I've had to see you two nights in a row. we got two hours of talking football with you. Which yeah, is look, it's more, it's more than we bargained for, but um, we're not good at shutting up. So here we are back again, uh, having I, to finish it off. I was up and about yesterday. You kind of have the, yeah, you have the, the wind behind you about mm-hmm. starting up again, but uh, it's all gone. And now I'm just upset about the fact I have to talk to Rory. But No, and the thing is, we could have, got through the whole pod a lot quicker if uh, I'd found the microphone. Yeah, like which you have now. I have found the microphone. I wonder if our listeners will be able to tell the difference. With the, it probably sounds worse with the microphones, to be honest. But Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But um, <laughs> We spent money on them, so we're yeah. going to use... If, if it's not any better, who cares? Yeah, we paid for this. So let's move on. Let's get to it. Lots no of teams to talk around. about. Yes. We've got Geelong to begin with. That's where we uh, ended last last week. Yesterday, that's not what it was. <laughs> Last Yesterday. episode, yeah, it was literally less than twenty-four hours ago. Biggest question for Geelong: Does the recruiting pay off? Pretty obvious one. Yeah, it is a pretty obvious question to ask. Obviously, the the big thing with the recruiting being having gone after a bunch of uh, old farts, I think would be a good way to to put it. It gets to that situation when a team is you know close to a premiership and they decide to throw everything at that flag. I mean, it, it's pretty much at the point with them that they have to mm. win this season. I mean, basically, if the recruits pay off, they're probably winning a premiership. If they don't win a premiership, you'd have to say the recruits didn't work. Yeah. it's <laughs> This is the most all-in I've ever seen a club go, I reckon. Yeah, you guys, tr- North Melbourne tried it when you were nowhere near it uh, at uh, one point. We, we, got, we, we got not too far off a grand final, thank you very much. Oh, congratulations. Some, so without some <laughs> dubious umpiring, we would have got there. Uh, no, but have you ever seen a club just... They're already the oldest list in the competition, nearly ever. Yeah. And they've recruited three 28s youngest with Cameron. Yeah, is it 28? Yeah. 27, 28, right. something yeah. like that. He's not young anymore. I mean, he's young enough. But yeah. yeah. The other ones are where it gets really interesting. Higgins and Smith are mid-30s nearly. Yeah. Do you rate it though? Like, Do you think it's the right thing to be done? Smith was legitimately 100% free. Cameron was... Not too bad a price. Like when you look at it, it's pretty much two, three well, second rounders. Yeah, Cameron's his own beast. Yeah. Cameron is a star. Yeah. You would throw a lot at him. It's it's more the other two. Yeah, which... and I think, yeah, Smith was free, so who cares? And they gave up a second round pick for Higgins. Yeah. Uh, that's probably overs, to be honest, even though I'm sad to see him go. <laughs> You're very pro Higgins. Yeah, yes. I'm like, I'm his biggest cheerleader, but it's probably more like he's going to play two, three years at most. And if he plays three years, they've gotten huge amounts out of him like that's well and above and they gave up a second round pick for him so i don't know i look i, I don't mind the plan i think if i was a, a geelong fan i think i would be i would be supporting it yeah. i would think that that's the right thing to do if i was this close i'd want to try and get there we, we've seen clubs previously perhaps go for it and do that sort of recruiting when they're still a fair bit off it and you think ah oh, you probably misread the situation you probably shouldn't have gone for that but geelong i mean they played in a grand final yeah. last year it makes sense if it doesn't work it doesn't work but i think it's fair enough to put all your eggs in that basket and go for another flag for, for geelong. yeah and to be honest all their good players are old anyway so like they're gonna just gonna bottom out afterwards it's just like the natural cycle well we've been saying that for a long time at Geelong but that's true that's true 
Speaking of uh, natural cycles and young players, who's your breakout? Breakout player for Geelong, oh, I've gone with Jordan Clark, who obviously a couple of years ago came on the scene and mm. looked really good. Yeah, it looked like lot, he broke out year one. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of pace. And a lot of the time, he was, that was back when they we didn't have the 666. And I remember often his centre bounces, he was coming off yeah. the back of the square, busting through with pace. That showed, Port Adelaide shotgun runner. Yeah, showed a lot of talent, a lot of ability. Had a you know, second year blues, I suppose. Mm. But I can imagine him being a very good player in the future. And it'll be interesting to see it, what he can do this year. It looks like he'll be best 22, especially when Duncan's. Mm. A bit sore and injured to start the year because he can kind of fill in that role. He started in that fashion, yeah. Yeah, um, and he's a lovely kick of the ball. I've gone with uh, Brandon Parfit. Yeah, Everybody loved Parfit. Yeah, um, good one. He's just, he's ready. I think he's slowly played more and more midfield, transitioned out of being that small forward, and yeah, I think this is the time for him to go. The thing with Parfit, I mean, the first thing I thought about Parfit, the first time we saw him play, he was wearing the number three and looked so much like Jimmy Bartel. Yeah. From like his first year, I was like... They just bloody got a new Bartel, and he plays a lot like him too because he's not he's not quick. That's no. probably his downside, same as Bartel. But yeah. he's just very good in every other um, aspect he's of the game. He's just solid. Had a had a really good year last year mm. without quite elevating, but you feel like there is another level he can go to, particularly if he gets you know significant midfield time. Yeah, hundred percent. Which you expect him to do. Yeah, they're gonna have to start really bringing those guys through. Dangerfield will probably play more midfield as well if he's not injured, which was the rumour they've been spreading the last few weeks that he was yeah. injured during the yeah, finals yeah, and all yeah. last year. But Selwood's just about passed it as a like 100% midfielder these days. He's going to have to find another position a little bit. And there's not a whole... Guthrie, I guess, like they do have a lot of options, but they're going to have to want to inject those guys through there. Yeah. And you feel like Parfit's the obvious one to do that. So, good pick, Banjo. Oh, thanks, I'll mate. give you a thanks, pat on mate. the back for that one. Wasn't even in my fantasy team this year. Yeah, well, you, you would have been close. Did you almost pick him? No, he was in the year before. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I wanted to get him. I, I was eyeing <laughs> him off. Someone grabbed him the pick before me. So, I was a bit disappointed about that. Who'd you like to have a beer with, though? Oh, well, we're talking about Geelong. Obviously, we we had our last night, we had our great discussion about the mm-hmm. great man, Brian Myers. So, of course, it's going to be him. I think he'd be a real character. He'd be good to have a beer with, and I'd love to continue to have that discussion about the Scrabble hand that his parents played when they picked his name. He, he, he's a character. I would like to Genuinely, there is a lot to unpack there. Like, exactly. There, there, there are questions I have that need to be answered. Mm-hmm. I, I'm on board with that pick. I've gone with Sean Higgins. Oh, you haven't. God, yep. <laughs> take something seriously, Banjo. Good bloke. Played for a better football club. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the be-all and end-all. Uh, he played for Northern. Yeah, I've got a lot of questions I'd like to ask him. Just about North, Melbourne. about North Melbourne. Don't I care about his yeah. time at Geelong one bit. Western Bulldogs, any questions about that? Oh, the falling out was a bit interesting, I guess. Yeah. That was moderately yeah, A few odd. injuries during that time. That's true. Want to touch on. Yeah, look, he's had a journey. It wouldn't be the worst catch-up. Hey, thanks, buddy. It's no grind. It's a great journey. And what's your <laughs> pass mark for him? Pass mark for the Cats. When we, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a tricky one. I mean, I am always of the opinion you can't say a premiership is a pass mark. I think that's too far. This is as close as it gets, though, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. I think it's a hundred percent premiership. I'm going to say grand final. I, I think if they made and lost another grand final, we'd be disappointed, but we wouldn't say they failed, would we? Yeah, I just don't think with Geelong, unlike most teams, there's no, there's not going to be many next years for them. Like if they don't win it now, then when? Like they're so focused on the now that makes it this stakes even higher. So that's yeah, why I think it's a premiership. But that's football. Like sometimes you throw everything at it and you don't win it. I, I think if they make a grand final, they put themselves around that mark enough to say you did the right thing. It just didn't work out. If they lose to Richmond in the grand final again, we'll say good work Geelong. It was, that was a good season. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe. I still think it's a premiership or bust, though. Yeah, and well, I think they'd probably feel like that, too. Probably not a massive difference between saying making a grand final that's and a premiership. True, that's uh, true. A lot of expectation. That's definitely what it comes down to. Well, let's move on. Let's go to GWS. And the number one question is, uh, when's he signing for North Melbourne, as far as I'm concerned? Who's he, Banjo? Josh are Kelly, sorry. Uh, uh, just we, obviously. Are we doing another bet? Are we doing another Josh Kelly Josh party Kelly bet? bet? Uh, well, I don't have a place big enough to hold a party, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe not, unless this, you wanted to be in the park. This is his trigger year, isn't it? What year was it this? Two-year contract with the yep. trigger of seven or whatever. Yeah. So this is um, this is the third time Josh Kelly's come out of contract in the last four years. So uh, it's, it's actually amazing how much this has bubbled along. Like every time we think it's closed off, he's made his decision. He's staying at GWS, and then there'll be something pop up in the media saying, "Well, he only signed for two years. He's going to go to North Melbourne afterwards." And he, you get your head all. He only ever kicks the can down the road, doesn't he? But let's be honest, <laughs> he's not coming to North. No, <laughs> is he going anywhere? You reckon? Oh, I could see him going to. Carlin or St Kilda or something like that if they one of those up and coming teams that have got yeah. cap space because I don't think GWS is, still have cap space I can't imagine so but I can't imagine GWS being the most attractive situation in the world to stay in after last year <sighs> yeah well, but then if they bounce back yeah that's, that's pretty thing. that's pretty much what it would come down to wouldn't it yeah but anyway that was a gag <laughs> for those who were wondering um I'm not really holding my head out for him so no, under no illusions that he's not coming to North. The real question we have is, can the leaders piece the club back together? Because they fell apart last year. Yeah, they had an interesting year last year, didn't they? Obviously coming off the premiership victory and then clear... Sorry, not the premiership, the grand final. Almost premiership. Uh, um, not that close. <laughs> I think clearly they didn't have a lot of fun in the hub. Clearly they didn't no. handle that very well. They have issues with Cornelio as the captain getting dropped. Yeah, I'm interested in watching Making Their Mark or whatever yeah. the Amazon doc is because apparently Cornelio doesn't come off great. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I want to continue to love him. That's the rumours I've heard. Apparently he seems fine one-on-one, just not doing much for the group. As oh, a whole. As, sorry, his issue is he seems like a good bloke, but not a good captain, yeah. is what you're suggesting. That's the theory. Yeah, they, they, the, probably the most fascinating thing that happened with GWS was the, the Aiden Core stuff, who he yeah. decided he was leaving. How long? It was a few weeks before the end of the he, season. He told them about two or three weeks before yeah. the end of the season. They were still a chance for finals, but looking unlikely at that play, stage. I think they'd lost to Sydney already, which was kind of the nail in their coffin mm. of the season. But um, he was staying in the same hotel as North. Um, yeah. Everyone had known, really, as Scuttlebutt for months. And, yeah, he just outright told them. So, yeah. And then they booted him out of the hub, told yeah. him to go home, and then told everyone else, if you don't want to be here, go away. Which and then a few of them left. <laughs> isn't a great way to handle the they situation. They then lost Jeremy Cameron. He was probably also already leaving anyway. Zach Williams, probably already leaving. Yeah. Hayley and Caldwell, they were all probably leaving anyway, but... But you can sure it you combine something like that with Cornelio being dropped, and clearly there are a lot of people who weren't mm. happy about that. You'd think the players would be getting a little bit ticked off, and we're now especially because it was all Leon Cameron. Yeah, and we're now we're now looking to next year, and Cornelio captain again. Does he do a better job in his second year? I'll back him in. Well, he's got be, he's got man. a better uh, support staff this year. He's got Toby Green yeah. as vice captain, my boy. Which. He's one of those captains who, yeah, from the outside, he seems like a bit of a flog, but he, he clearly trains hard. And I reckon everyone would love him in that yeah, club. Like, the, the way club. they talk about him, they all just love that man. And yeah. he seems quite funny when he's not kicking people in the face. Yeah. Like, in, in general, not just me being biased because I love dickheads, but, like, everything he talks about in the media, it seems, like, quite genuine and 
quite amusing yeah. at times. Um, I he, think he's a good he player. Does, yeah, he seems like the sort of leader you can imagine yourself being in the club and actually liking. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not shocked that he has decided that he has been elected to be the yeah. vice captain. Um, but, you know, yeah, interesting leadership group there. And can they get things back on track, I suppose, is the big question for GWS. They don't have the overwhelming talent anymore. Like, you look at the list and it's good, but it's not like, holy shit, this should be a dynasty mm. anymore. And I don't think... They've never shown an ability to outperform t- their talent, have they? No. They've never once gone, we are going to be better on field than we look on paper. Mm. They've approached being as good as they look on paper, but they've never gone past the, it. The only thing I would say about that is in the year when they made the grand final, remember they had a lot of players out injured and That's they looked true. like they were on the canvas during the finals. But then you were looking at it... ways to win. Like... Their eighth midfielder, they'd go, oh, let's bring in Zach Williams from the halfback flank and he's all of a sudden an A-grade midfielder for that two months. And it's like, oh, you're just so talented. Yeah, yeah, I know. We've always had this argument yeah. <laughs> about how much does coaching have to lend into it all. But um, they're going to be a big, yeah, watch this space. I think they have enough talent to contend. Yeah. I, I really do think they do. So if they get things back on track, interesting. If it goes wrong, though, it does look like Cameron's going to yeah. be in strife. He, there was an article in the yeah. AFL.com today that had him as the second most under-pressure coach in the league. Um, mm. Goody number one, which I was happy to oh, see. What a shot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so and it, then, it's really nice edge stuff. The club could go to one then, or yeah, two ways. If they here. drop off and he leaves, Kelly might leave. Yeah. Then all these players that they've been throwing money at and the idea of success at all might start to leave and... They might be at a bit of a crossroads. Yeah. Although, to feel. be fair, if they did lose a lot, they've still got so many young kids. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, their breakout options, as we'll go through now, uh, there were plenty. I went with Tom Green. Yeah. He fair. looks like an absolute star mm. in the making. Yeah. Second year, just an absolute bull. He looks like a bigger Clayton Oliver. Yeah. That's just because he's redheaded and very pale, but still. <laughs> he had a game, like, when he came in, he, he deb- I think it was his debut, and he played a game and he had. 20 touches yeah. and did a couple of really like clinical things late and we thought geez this guy's going to be good and then he got dropped shortly afterwards it was strange yeah because I think they brought in like Hopper or something yeah fair back enough from injury. they got a fair bit of depth in that midfield mm. but um, yeah he has shown a lot of it any really. midfielder where Hopper is like not that important as a player which I don't think he is mm. is pretty incredible my breakout player, Banjo, I think fairly obvious one. I've gone with Riccardi, who I really like as he won me a fantasy game against you last year when he came in as my loophole option. Let us never you. speak of that again. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a good day. Uh, but I mean, how good does he look, Riccardi? It was actually crazy how they seemed to just pluck him out. And yeah, and every team passed over him like four times as well. And, and yeah, he, they he, just got he, gifted him. And he, he kind of he played his first like good game, and you thought, oh yeah, he looks a bit, he looks all right, but he'll probably just drop off after this. But he strung together some pretty good footy, and even his last few games, he wasn't as dominant as he was no. in his first few, but he still looked like a player. Yeah, he's still showing glimpses. He's only like 21, 22, so yeah. he didn't come into the league that old. He's no James Podsy Adley or anything. So and he'll have opportunity this time. Yeah, so and he's going to have a whole year at it. He looks like he's probably ahead of Finlayson, probably about the same. Uh, tier as Himmelberg Hogan you never know what's going to happen there but he should be playing games mm. yeah a couple of good options from our Spanjo, I would say yeah mm. not not all doom and gloom for GWS who's your the player you'd like to have a beer with I've gone with continuing the uh, the good bloke card I've gone with Phil Davis who I reckon oh, comes across as one really down to earth fella but just a really good bloke um, <laughs> he's actually uh, my girlfriend watching 
bloody post one of the games that he was doing kind of his roaming Brian sort of thing. Yeah, when Brian well, wasn't allowed in. Yeah, watched him for about five minutes and she's just obsessed with him now. Thinks he's just the best bloke in the world. He's her favourite AFL footballer. I don't know. I've never really <laughs> found him all that engaging when I've watched him as a commentator. He's done he doesn't the, yeah. seem bad or anything, but he just doesn't seem I'm almost a rip. I don't I hate to say it, Brett Kirky. <laughs> oh no, you're not going to go that far. I said a bit. <laughs> now nah, his his commentary needs some work. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. He's a little bit wooden and gets a bit nervous. But yeah. when you just see him interviewed as a player, he's got a lot of personality, and I think he's a he's a pretty smart bloke as well. Yeah, he looks smart. He'd be good down. And by that, I mean he wears glasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on TV makes a big difference. Jordan uh, Lewis uh, was looking at those cards as well. He wears the glasses and makes him look oh, so absolutely. Much did, Jordan Lewis also went the. Um, Advanced hair studios path, didn't he? Well, yeah, he's had the same hair for 10 years. He looked like he was balding 10 years ago. Mm. It hasn't grown, but it's just, just hasn't gone exactly anywhere. the same. Yeah. Uh, what's your pass mark? <laughs> uh, pass mark for... Now, before we say what the pass mark is, I, I do need to bring something to the table, man. Oh, wow. This yesterday, is unexpected. I, uh, <laughs> no, not quite. But yesterday I got up in the morning. You, we were doing the podcast. Uh, so I went out on a run and I thought, you know what? I'm going to listen to the last podcast we did yeah. for, for a little bit of excitement inspiration. Wow. Do you know what my Kane Corns big call of the week was? Was uh, at the end of uh, was it the twenty nineteen season? season. Uh, obviously not. What was it? GWS will not make finals next year after they had made the grand final, and you laughed at me. I was really? To it. You laughed at me. You said that's ridiculous. They're so talented. They're so good. And I said I reckon I could see him dropping off a cliff. Wow, pretty impressive wow. for me. Yeah. Best thing you've ever done. <laughs> Pass mark this year. Got man, a very yeah. hollow life. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm saying top six. I think they've got to be in contention again. And top six around that mark is sort of mm. where you start to draw the line of who's mm. contending at any point. So if any less, I think Cameron's gone. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe not if they're seventh or eighth. If they miss finals, he's yeah. gone. If, but. if they miss finals, you're, you're very worried about what's going to happen at GWS, I think. Yeah. So it's at least, I probably agree, you're getting up to that top six sort of thing is where you'd expect them to, to finish or you'd it's hope just, them to finish. Everyone's looked at them as the Ferrari for so long that <laughs> if they have another bad year and don't really look serious in contending, that's kind of just going to be the end of that era yeah. and they won't have achieved anything in it. Other than a grand final where they got absolutely smoked. Yeah, fair enough. But anyway, let's move on. Gold Coast. Expansion teams moving on. Uh, it's nice that they put them together alphabetically. <laughs> Although, not on the AFL ladder for some reason. Geelong behind yeah. Greater Western Sydney. And it doesn't make any sense. R- riddle me that, listeners. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, was very confusing. Doesn't make sense for Greater. Doesn't make sense for GWS. Doesn't make sense for Giants. No, There's Giants no, are behind no Cats. Oh, well. Anyway, let's get to Gold Coast. <laughs> Uh, so the biggest question we have for them is, uh, is Matt Rao going to be the GOAT? I think that is the first thing your mind gets drawn to when you think of Gold mm. Coast. We could talk about, oh, where they're going to finish. Are they going to continue to move up the ladder? They're realistically probably a little bit. There's yeah. probably not a lot of pressure on them. They have to have them. some agree, um, progression. Yeah, we just want to see some development from them. But the first thing that pops to mind when I think of Gold Coast is... How real was that sort of month of footy that Rao played? It's when... the greatest first four games in modern history, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and... It was only four games, mm. but it did look real. Yeah. It definitely looked real at the It time. didn't look Adrian McAdam-like, where he just dropped off after... Who's Adrian McAdam? Guy kicked like 20, 30 goals in his first four games in the 90s. Okay. Guess who he played for? Oh, I don't know. Uh, North Melbourne, That's perhaps? right. That's right. Nah, but look, it, it, he... He also took an international cricket wicket. He looks... 
what first happened, class, sorry. Against he an looks like side. he's got absolute everything you need. Mm. Everything you hear about his character is fascinating as well. Like he seems yeah. like he's half a jock in that he's such a good footballer, but also he seems like a real nerd. Yeah. So he knows his football. Like he seems like he has the whole package, and I think that'll be one of the more fascinating stories this year. Is how good is Matthew Rowe? Yeah, interesting is interestingly both the preseason games they've been a bit meh on him. Mm. And he did he goes, play like a, I saw his stats weren't great. Did he play a full game? In I the... pretty much had twenty yeah. touches. Like it's not bad. Yeah. And for a second year player, it's good. <laughs> it's, it's just it's not as good as what he was doing in the hub. <laughs> how can we have such high expectations? I know it's ridiculous. I'm a player in his second year. But... If uh, North's first round pick from two years ago, not that we have one, came out and he had twenty touches, first round of preseason, I'd <laughs> yes. be ecstatic. Yeah, exactly. Like, because he does that, you're happy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, Raul's already seen as an elite player, yeah. which is weird. Well, he was rated elite by champion data right next to Mason Cox. If he plays anywhere near elite this year, we're talking about him as how, how just how, how good, good can, can he be. be. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how much higher he can get because obviously, again, played unbelievably well those first four games. But like, does he become Dustin Martin where he's just winning games off his own boot? Whenever it's important, or does he get to a very high level very quickly and just plateau? To be a bit That'll of a Selwood would also yeah. that that would be a comparison to that sort of player. Well, but. that's I think the guy he says he models his game on. Yeah, and like Selwood was one of the five best players in the competition for a long time. Yeah, like, that's not. But he, yeah, he didn't quite get yeah. to the Dustin Martin levels or the Gary Ablett yeah. sort of levels. So. Yes, it'll be a bit of a watch and see yeah. on Matty Rao. Who's your breakout player? Oh, we excluded Rao from this, obviously, because he's already <laughs> broken out, but there were heaps of options, weren't oh, there? Oh, you're going to enjoy my one, Banjo, yeah, just to keep the uh, rubbing in fantasy things uh, against you. Uh, Will Brody, I'm going You dick. No, don't, don't have a go. He was my boy a couple of years ago. I had him like two years ago. He had like a great month of footy and from a fantasy he's football my boy. perspective, and I've been following him ever since. You had him for a bit last year, didn't you? I had him the whole year last year. And he year. was crap. He played three games. He played one game for Yeah, so 45. he did nothing for you. He's going to have a breakout. Yeah, I think everything you hear talking, like I've heard Stuart he got a lot speak fitter. about him. And he's saying that he, you know, the penny has dropped yeah. with him. He's a lot fitter. He's starting to do defensive things, the sort of things he was missing. And we've seen the sort of player he is. He is a bull. He is very hard at it. He's very good in and under. Um, I don't know why teams didn't go get him. He was going to be pretty much yeah. free last year because he was... He's, on a second contract, Gold Coast generally give out pretty big second contracts to keep their players. And they were sitting there ready to let him go. I don't know why a team like North, for instance, yeah. didn't go get yeah. him. It, it got to the point with him where like, we could see he could play, but it was mm. he just needed to show that he can do the team thing and yeah. do what the coach tells him to do. And once he does that, he'll be in the team and he will be good. Yeah. All signs are that he's done that thus far. His preseason game was excellent, and he'll be scoring a lot of points for my uh, my fantasy team, and you'll be very jealous. Uh, yeah, I kind of do hope he plays well, because I'd like to be right, and I'm very <laughs> pro Will Brody too, so whatever, I'll give you that I'd one. be more right, though. So I've gone uh, the man you should have been able to pick with pick two before Gold Coast got the priority oh. pick, Noah Anderson. <laughs> yeah, I just think yeah. he's ready to... He's completely overshadowed by Rao, but I think yeah. he's a jet too. Uh, he was really good after Rao went down. He kept getting better as the year went on. He just looks like one of those guys who knows what he's doing. He's not a big kid yet, but he just knows how to find the ball. He uses it well, and he hits the scoreboard. He's I just had, think he's good. He's had the absolute perfect start for his yeah. career, hasn't he? He's able to play every game, largely playing in the midfield, yeah. being able to be exposed to that without the ridiculous hype on him yeah. as a number one draft pick. He's because... had the cushiest upbringing of any number two pick yeah. in the last 20 years <laughs> at least. 
Yeah, so any second-year blues, not considering that? Well, not because I drafted him in fantasy. Yeah, so no. clearly you're not considering <laughs> that. I was, yeah, no, look, not a bad one. I'll give you that. Uh, the player I'd like to most get a beer with, I went with uh, Ben Ainsworth. Why? I just like the way he plays footy. looks like a bit of a character. <laughs> does he look like a character? Yeah, he does. I don't mind the way he plays footy, but I haven't seen just much watching, He just looks like a bit of a pocket rocker, a bit of an angsty little... It looks like he's got a bit of fire in him. I like I it. You liked Gold Coast. You clearly don't know any of their players. You have no interest in anyone. Oh, should I say Rory Thompson for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should say Rory Thompson because he shares your name. Oh. I, I've actually, I've said Matt Rowe. I, I, I'm just, I'm fascinated by him. I don't think I've person. ever seen you get on a bandwagon quicker and more like powerfully than you have his bandwagon that wasn't a Melbourne player. You have, what, you're the Rao all bandwagon? in. Yeah, you are just all in on Everyone's him. Everyone's on the Rao bandwagon. I know, but like you're normally pretty circumspect. I'm Maybe just, not since Fife. And I'm that was just, still Fife's third year. I'm just fascinated by him because everyone who, you know, the, those absolute superstars who come from the junior system, mm. they're often, you know, they're, yeah, they're jocks. They've got a bit of swagger, a bit of character, a bit of arrogance about them. I'm sure he has elements of that. Sam Walsh isn't like that though. And he's yeah, a pretty similar true. level prospect that's true but it was just you know it was it was the matt row with the harry high pants look and that was you know, glasses funny. on and the, a, a the and a pencil behind pad. his ear yeah i mean he, he and like when you hear him speak he seems like a real nerd as yeah. well he seems like a numbers guy who'd probably be a great he also genuinely does look like buzz Lightyear. that's a great nickname does he absolutely he does <laughs> I'll have to have a look back at that banjo. It's a great nickname. I just I, I want to know what he's like, so I'd like to sit down and have That's a beer. That's fair with enough. He might not drink. To don't be mind it at all. And to be honest, you get Noah Anderson with him. They're best mates. They go everywhere together. So two for one deal. What are we saying as a pass, Mark Banjo? Uh, I think it's a pretty obvious one. They've just got to win some games out yeah. in June. Every year yeah. they win about three or four games, maybe five games in the first half of the year, and then lose for the rest of the time. They've got to be able to win in the back half of the year. That's that's the next stage of their development, isn't it? <laughs> if they win seven games, but three of them are in the back half of the year, mission accomplished. How many did they end up winning last year? Five and a half. Yeah. And so in okay. a shortened season, that probably is about seven. But you just you want to see them yeah. be more evenly spread out. They can't just fall apart at the end they of the year. They didn't drop off as dramatically last year as they did in the previous years. No. Yes, they didn't win a lot of games, but they were actually they were still competitive. Yeah, they had a lot, lot of, of like close losses. So the next They step were is... also at home the entire year though. So yeah, that does year. help. But yeah, the, the the next step, yeah, win a few games early and actually be able to extend that throughout a season, show a bit of consistency. Mm. That would uh, that would be very nice to be able to tick that off. Gold I'm Coast. I'm rooting for the Gold Coast. I love I, the Gold Coast. They're the Coast. only team you like because you don't feel threatened by them. Yeah, <laughs> they're the only. They're, they are a uh, enduring testament to the fact that we are not on the Gold Coast. Uh, let's move on though. Hawthorne, the big question we've got for them: Can Kennett and Clarkson stomach a rebuild? Mm, they at each not, other's throats. Not once only again. individually, but together. Yeah, there was the news piece a week or so ago about yeah. how Kennett's already breathing down Clarkson's throat, which he seems to have been neck. Sorry, seems to have been <laughs> yeah, doing for it's a bit more intimate uh, breathing down someone's throat. <laughs> for like the greatest coach we've ever seen, it's been very odd how Kennett seems to have been almost against him the entire way through that might just be the way he rolls he might just like to have people he is edge. famously a bit of a dick yeah i like i feel like that's probably what there is to it but mm. does clarkson is clarkson good enough to go again and to get the obviously he's got the coaching ability yeah like he's there as long as he wants to yeah. be there i think does he have the drive to do that Kennett is obviously back in there. Can they work together and can they build a forward? Because this is a rebuild yeah. now for Hawthorne. Oh, they, absolutely. Was, they finished bottom three or four, four, yeah. I think. They were weird. They were a real gradual build, uh, drop off. Yeah. 
Hawthorne. Well, they, they, after the three-peat, they missed finals, but then they were back top four the next year, mm. even though it was a fake top four. That, did they have a couple of straight sets going out or a couple oh, of Maybe only one, yeah. Where... They, but they were sort of pseudo-contenders for a few yeah. years as well. And then they've just missed finals, been slightly worse, been slightly worse, as more and more of the premiership players leave and... Mm. There's just nothing left there anymore. It's like Luke Bruce. Who else is there? McAvoy. There's not many. And yeah. they're not the best players. And what's coming up underneath is a very big yeah. question for Hawthorne. As part of this sort of exercise, mm. we had a look through their list and we thought, what kids have they got who could go? I legitimately don't have one. Well, Warple is good. I think we were happy with that. I think he's got a low ceiling in terms of good, though. Like, I don't think he's going to get much, but his disposal's so Hawthorne bad. Hawthorne supporters would hate you for saying know, that. Just, they, they think he's so underrated. He's just very Seb Rossi. Mm. Like, can do a lot of stuff, but it just doesn't really... I know what you mean. It's he's, not even death by a thousand cuts like Tom Mitchell is. It's worse than that. Uh, look, he's a good player. I, 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 Again, I can't see him being a Dustin Martin sort of thing. No. But he's a good player and he'll continue to be a good player, I think. He's fine. Mm. Okay, well, outside of that, what have we got? Bloody, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the, the tall forward? I'm oh, struggling with it. Lewis? Mitch yes, Lewis? Yes, Mitch Lewis. I was going to say Mitch Clark. That's where I got to. I'm like, that's definitely not him. Mitch <laughs> Lewis, who's shown a bit here and yeah. there, but maybe I'm not uh, convinced was yet. it Tim Brand? No, what's his name? O'Brien. Tim O'Brien. Yeah, no, he's never going to be good. It says a lot We watch a lot of football, and we're getting these players' names wrong. Yeah, uh, and look, Kaczynski's popped up and kicked six in a preseason game. That was pretty galling, if I'm honest, yeah. as a North fan. Yeah. That didn't look great. Weird, I mean, I don't know. He might have a little bit. But yeah. Aside from that, I'm really they struggling. They did have a um, Sudanese player... Giath, I think, yeah, was his last yeah. name. He looked really good. Mm, he's um, played a little bit. He's played a handful of games. Here yeah, there. he looked a lot of fun. He was intercepting any, everything, which, again, they were playing North Melbourne this game, so I can't tell is that mm. ball use or him being good. But, no idea. But he looked good. He looked fun. Took the game but on. But overall, se- seems like a long rebuild. They're just starting, or if they've started yet. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is Clarkson, they're going to be a testament. Can you rebuild from finishing fourth last and sixth last and never actually fully fully bottoming out, which I think most teams have had better success coming from that range than they have coming from right down the bottom. But Because he's just never going to let them be bad enough to yeah. really he, get he, those top He picks. clearly tried to go from flag team to flag team. Mm. He thinks, oh, yeah, we'll lose Lewis and Hodge and we'll bring in O'Meara and Mitchell and all of a sudden we'll be great. But yeah. doesn't work out most of the time. No, not at all. But if we're talking about kids, Banjo, did you manage to find any that you think will be your breakout player? I did not find a kid. I went with <laughs> a man who I'm pretty sure is about 26. I went with Tom Phillips. What do you mean, Tom Phillips? He's been a very good player for a long time. Yeah, but he's going to break out. He's going to take a next step up. He's going to play a lot of inside mid because they don't have many options. He's just going to be everywhere. I'm very disappointed I didn't get him in my fantasy team. <laughs> Same, because he's listed the, as a forward. Continuing the theme. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just think he's going to be quite good for uh, then I would say the next... Obviously, last year was disappointing for him because he mm. was played out of position. But I would say the next step up for Phillips is an elite player. Do you think he's going to take that step? Oh, I think he'll look like an elite player without necessarily contributing to the wins so much. But like, you'll get the numbers to make him look elite. Mm. Okay. All right, Ben. No, not, not a great one. I wanted to find a kid. I, I've tried I'm a 100% hit. aware that wasn't a great one. <laughs> this, this is our low I've got. Ollie Hanrahan I've gone with. Who's about... Have you know, ever watched that man play football? Yeah, once or twice. I, I, <laughs> the first time I watched him 
<laughs> was AFLX <laughs> a few years ago. I was there with a mate who's a big Hawthorne supporter, and he's like, this Ollie Hanrahan, he's been dominating the VFL. He's going to be a star. And I, I get it. I've watched him play a couple of times, and he does... He shows glimpses. He shows glimpses, but they're very much glimpses. I, I can't say I'm certainly confident he's going to be an AFL standard footballer, but there's not a lot there, so there's a chance that he pops a little bit as a sort of a small forward, maybe pop into the midfield occasionally. I bet you he plays hardly any games all year, and you just look like an idiot. <laughs> like the rest of his career. <laughs> yeah, I just, um, no, I'm sceptical of that. The spirit of it was better than Tom Phillips. Give me that. Yeah, true. <laughs> the execution worse. Player you'd most like to get a view with, though. Oh, no, no question, mate. The snowman himself, Sammy Frost. Fair. We, we, like, he's the dumbest looking footballer in the world. I've said this many mm-hmm. times. But when you see him get interviewed... He actually sounds very sensible. He once got interviewed about how am I going to stop Buddy tonight? It was before yeah. we played Sydney. And he gave a very sensible, calm, logical answer. I was so disappointed. I really wanted him to be just the dumbest person. I'll just go out and do it, you know, work on his back shoulder, just keep yeah, up with him. It was pretty much like that. He was really calm and down to earth. So, um, again, fascinated to see what he'd be like as a person. I reckon a lot of those, like, big sort of. Stupid looking AFL like tall forwards, Bruckman and whatnot. They just don't quite look like they know what they're doing on the field. I reckon a lot of them would just be like normal dudes, probably, and probably quite intelligent yeah. sort of people. But you can look dumb as. And a it's football. like, oh no, all Ruckman are dumb, but it's just it's hard to be that tall and be coordinated. I've gone with Chad Wingard. Yeah. <laughs> God, you like flowers, He fits my theme, he? doesn't he? Like, he's, he's just... <laughs> he's part of my gang, I guess, of people I've put together. He wouldn't talk to you, mate. He'd sit there and be like... Hey, I'm not... Uh, I'm going to care less. I'm not going to engage. But we're, we're not proper media, so he'd be fine, I reckon. He just doesn't like the media. I just I just don't think he... He'd see you as just like a fly on the wall. He'd be like, oh, I've got to sit down and have a beer with this bloke. And we'd just give you nothing. Yeah, maybe. That, that's my issue. And then, I, then I'd get a walk away saying he's a dickhead. And any well, time I watched him play, I'd be able to say he's a dickhead. But I don't think he'd be like that. I think he'd be nice. I think he'd just be an interesting fella. Mm. Pass mark. Outside the bottom four. Yeah. yeah bottom four, right. I'm not like super disappointed if I'm them. But I'd like to finish outside of it. You t- the thing with Hawthorne, you feel like there's no external heat on them. Like, Clark is not going to no. lose his job. We know they're going to go through it's a rebuild. We need to give them time. It's all internal. It's all what Kenneth says. Yeah. So, if he shuts up, they should have a few years to be able to build Honestly, this Honestly, if I was Clarkson, I'd work harder at getting rid of Kenneth than I would on the field this year. It doesn't really matter what they do on the field. Just try and build some yeah. uh, talent base, get some kids going, get them to show some signs. Mm. And outside of that... Yeah. yeah, just solidify your position. It's more about the politics in that club than anything else. Outside, which is not really where you want to be, though. Outside bottom four would be a success, but mm. I'm not that fussed about it. Like no. I'm gonna. They have one they, of the softest pass marks outside of like we, Adelaide. Yeah, we just <laughs> we just need to see some yeah. kids pop out. That that's what we need to see. Uh, on to one of the interesting ones, Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I know what the big question is about Melbourne. It's been the big question I've been asking for well, quite a few years. Does Goody survive? It's probably the biggest question in footy going into this year, just about, isn't it? Yeah. Well, coach is one of the most, sacked is always Yeah, the one of the most obvious ones. Like, yeah. we know we're going to be looking at this. Either you're good and he's still there, or... Your shit and he's gone. Yeah, it's pretty binary. It's, pre- it's, it's pretty simple finals as well. Yeah. If we play finals, he will have his job. If yeah. we don't, he won't. Um, it's, it's pretty much as straightforward as that. Um, to be honest with you, I don't really have an answer to whether or not that'll happen. I've given up the last few years trying to guess what Melbourne are going to do when they go from 
fourth to seventeenth to ninth. I mean, well, ninth law, is, law of averages, just ninth year. Well, ninth <laughs> is probably about where we belong. Really, it's probably last year was about how good we are. We play the, the frustrating thing with us is that our good footy is really, really good. And then we go to you know Cairns for a couple of weeks and lose to Frio and Sydney. And <laughs> that just was awesome. disgraceful. That was so good for our draft pick. Yeah, <laughs> um, that, was a, that was my highlight of last year, just quietly for the entire season. Yeah, I don't know. I still think you should be about six at worst, really, with the talent on your list. Your midfield should be the best in the competition, nearly. And it's just, it kind of is statistically but it doesn't translate into anything mm. nothing around your in- interior infrastructure seems to work your forward line has not worked for yeah. well since 2018 where you just were able to overwhelm people and get easy goals whenever you wanted the speed of ball movement yeah. for the most part did that yeah, yeah but your back line has always been vulnerable under pressure mm. like Ooh. even when you were coming top four anytime you weren't dominate in the midfield you'd kind of lose because you couldn't really handle being under a lot of pressure yeah. defensively. The, the, the back line is, and there, there probably was some sort of a shift last mm. year. As the season went on, I thought it was clear we had more focus on defence. And, yeah. and Stephen May is what we hoped he would be. He is a star in the yeah, back line. Since he stopped drinking. I think Lever, <laughs> Lever's getting there. Um, he was better as the year went on. His preseason's been pretty good. Yeah. I, I think the two of them are looking like they're working a little bit. And, mm. I'm I'm more confident in our backline than I've, I've ever been, or at least for a long time. Uh, yeah, we know we've got the talent in the midfield. The forward line is the yeah. big question mark, and a lot of it's going to come down to Ben Brown. Like, it really is. If that works, we will look like a pretty good side. Yeah. If it doesn't, we're back to relying on. Tom Hasn't McDonald. started well with the injuries. No. If, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm he, so conflicted by this. If he plays at all, but yeah, I, look, I, I really don't know. I'm just going to sit back and to see what happens this season. I, Either you're going to get so much ball in the forward line, he's just going to eat it all up and look like a world beater again, mm. or you're just not going to be able to hit a target inside 50. Both of those are equally plausible yeah. in my mind. Like yeah. I've seen both happen in the last few years. Yeah. Uh, I don't look- know. I love Ben Brown. It's going to be really hard watching him in a Melbourne jersey. All right, Banjo. I want you to be positive about the Ds now. Who's going to be the breakout player? The player I like is Ben Brown. Brown. Uh, he, he can't break out more Major? than Ben Brown. Majak 2018 <laughs> was rated elite. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going with? I am going with Trent Rivers. Mm, I kind of like him. He's bit a bit out of the of, box, Banjo. Bit of punch off the back. But it is, though. Like, he's one of the few kids you're looking to integrate into the team. He's, he's not the first player who would come to mind, but a Melbourne supporter would say, yeah, I was really impressed with him last year. Yeah, so, I, I liked him a lot. He's got a really good kick. He mm. looks like he's got a bit of dash and dare as well. I don't, well, I haven't watched him close enough to really know how solid he is defensively, but he seems to provide what you'd want off an attacking half. I suppose flanker. the question it'll be with Rivers is we've seen in the past lots of kids who come in and they often play in the back line and mm. we look at them and we think gee they look so composed for a kid they're going to be so good because they're so composed yeah. but then once they're a few years into the system you get to the point where well, they should be composed what else do they have this Rivers, the Sean Atley corollary <laughs> Rivers <laughs> that's why he was so impressive last year for a first kid he came in he looked like he belonged at the level he looked composed his ball use was really good Yeah. does he have more than that that's what we're going to find out I don't know. I think with his ball use, that was enough of a point of difference for me looking at it to go, yeah. he can be Particularly pretty Particularly when you look at the Melbourne yeah. team. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what you kick, needed. Yeah. Especially because you got him quite late. He won us one game pick. where he like, kicked, a, kicked a cracking goal in the last quarter and like dominated the last quarter. So yeah, he's got a bit. Yeah, so I, I like him. I think he's every chance to 
be one of the because you've got a pretty established lineup. Let's be honest, mm. there's not many spots yeah. to break out, and I think he's one of the few that could. I would think the the obvious players you're going to pick for our breakout player would be either Jackson or Pickett. I, yeah, I think Jackson needs a bit more time. He, he's, yeah, he's a bit away. He's bulked up a lot, which is a great sign. Like, often, when I say a lot, it doesn't mean he's big. Yeah, <laughs> often with kids, though, that initial bulk, it looks big before it gets strong. Like, uh, they put on the size uh, yeah, before okay. really being able to push people around. I've seen enough kids at Melbourne who've come in and we said they need to bulk up and they just haven't. <coughs> They're pretty Watts. excited. <laughs> um, the fact that he's at a start is exciting for me. Um, but I think he needs a bit more time. So I'm yeah. going to go with Cozzy Pickett being the other obvious option who, God, he, I, I love that guy. He's, yeah. he's so much fun. He seems like a good little fella. Second, third year <laughs> is kind of when small forwards start to move as well. Like yeah. this should be about when he starts to become consistent. Like if he kicks 20 goals this year, 30 goals, that's mm. great. And that'd be a breakout year it's for all, a small forward like him. Speaking of composure, it's all composure with him. He did some incredible things last year, but there were times... Mostly he, against North. <laughs> there were times when he'd crumb a pack and be wow, wow, yeah. wow, and then he'll just throw it on the boot and hope that it goes through and miss. If he can just take that extra second, uh, he'll be a completely different player. I just remember Jared Healy having an on-air orgasm while watching him against North Melbourne. A lot of people did too much with him, to be honest. It got a bit ridiculous. There were times where he's like, he's kicked about three goals in his career and you're talking about him as like the next serial. (laughs) What's a pass, Mark, for you? I think we're pretty established. Oh, beer with. Oh, this is easy. Sorry. This was a fait accompli. (laughs) It's Max. I wanted to say something out of the box, but it just is Max. Like, He's so good to have a beer. He's about the only player who the first thing you think of off field is, yeah, I'd like to have a beer with him. Yeah, like, he'd probably be the number one player in the comp. Uh, you'd want to have probably, a beer with. Yeah, yeah, behind maybe Toby Green. <laughs> I think he would be voted by all AFL fans. He would be the most. Likely yeah, he to get a beer positioned with, so. him well, very, very well as a larrikin, and he seems like a good guy. Someone definitely seems like with. a good guy. I love Maxwell. Yeah, seems like a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, pass mark is obvious. I mean, we've already talked yeah, about finals it. or bust. Really, it, it it is as simple as that. It's not a huge like bar to jump over, but it's important. You've mm. got to do it. You've got to get back on track. Ninth won't cut it. It hey, it's as simple as it gets. I don't think we need to elaborate much no. more on that. No. So we've let's move on. Finals. Let's move on to my misery. North. Hey. Big question for us. For me, is can North be threatening at all offensively? We couldn't come close to kicking a goal last year. Noble's come in. All he's talked about is offense. I think he's very comfortable getting absolutely destroyed the other way to try and build mm. some offensive cohesion. Don't mind it, but Don't it's got to work. No. S- strange. I, I think most coaches try to shore up the defense first. Obviously, it didn't work with Brennan Bolton. It did work with Paul Roos, at least yeah. to, to some Until extent. Until Goody took over. Um, I think most <laughs> like to start with defense, stem the bleeding, and then try to build offense on top of it. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't. It's not what uh, Brisbane did. Fagan went the other way. That's and true. Noble is very obviously a Fagan disciple. And Fagan did actually immediately... He was in press conferences. He was talking about, you know, there's, people don't watch footy a lot in our state. We're trying to be as exciting yeah. as possible. We're trying to make a product. And let's be honest, Noble's got a bit of a same mm. uh, need from attracting true. fans, to be honest. True. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Our forward line does not have a huge amount of talent in. There's some medium forwards. Don't you have Ben Brown, though? Oh, wait. No, that's right. Uh, Let me say this once, (laughs) and hopefully for the final time, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like there's not a whole heap amount. Larky is not quite there yet. I'm hoping he will be. I love the kid. Zerha, again, is not the guy you build the forward line Mm. around. He's sort of the gravy player. Stevenson, we're... Looking to play in the midfield anyway, so he's not going to be down there a whole lot. And then you got yeah, your Taron Thomases, your Ter- Curtis Taylors, who's all 
they're all gravy players up for the that guy when they take a contested mark or something like that it's like oh yeah that's awesome it's not really what i'm expecting it's a bonus but we don't have many we don't have the tent pole player that you really build around and Without it, I'm not sure how we'll score a lot. Go, going through that, I mean, it pretty much comes down to Larky, doesn't it? Yeah. And God, there's, we've said this a few times. There's so much Sam Wiedemann about him, and that in glimpses he looks like, geez, he could be good. He could yeah. be the core. And then of the other times line, he just gets then, pushed under the ball too yeah. easily, which it, honestly is the same as what happened to Ben Brown. But he's not quite the lead-up player that Ben Brown was. <laughs> Brown was a bit better. Yeah. Well, so far. Well, yeah. All right. So far. Brand, ben right, Brown came into the league at the age of Larky was. So give him time, okay, give him time. All right, all right. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure how it's going to go. And outside of that, I just want to see some development from the kids, which is why we'll move to the breakout players. I've gone with Luke Davies Uniac. I'm oh, so excited about him. You are excited about him. He's just a plotter, didn't you see? He's really? a plotter defensively, and that's what all sort of stallions are, really. They don't have to work <laughs> back defensively. In all honesty, he does play football like he's five when he has nowhere near in that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does yeah. not work defensively at all. I'm hoping that changes, but offensively, he's got more weapons than most players in the league. He is so strong. He's so agile. He's such a good kick. And when he starts to build the confidence that he's just like, no, you're not tackling me, which he started to get towards mm. the back end last year, it's going to look scary. There's this right. one player I remember put Clayton Oliver on his ass, just beat him to a contested ball, and then shrugged him off and was like, yeah, okay, I'll handball it off. Putting it that way is interesting, because that, that was the shift that Petrarca went through. Yeah. All of a sudden, he, his, his mindset went to, I'm just going to take it on. The yeah. worst thing that happens is I get tackled and I get a handball out. I'll yeah. probably bust through the tackle anyway. Yeah. And all of a sudden, every time he got it, he was going for that. He's yeah. a physical beast looking at him. He's like 188 and sort of built like a ball yeah. at this point. He just, I'm so excited for him. He's quick. Yeah, he's, he's not the similar player as Petrarca, but I'd love for him to take that kind of <laughs> right, kind of, yeah. uh, step Well, up. Petrarca took a long time. That's so true. Although, he might have to be what, in five, six years? It's only one more year away from where LDU is, isn't it? Really? Is he? I thought this was his third year. No, fourth, fourth year. Yeah, okay. So he's, yeah. he's been in there for a bit. He's just had a lot of injuries. Yeah, but if he's anything guess Petrarca like Petrarca, you'll have a couple of very frustrating years and then it'll happen. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping for not none of that. My breakout player, uh, Banjo, I've gone with uh, Majak Dor. Oh, oh shit. Oh, sorry. Uh, ben Brown? No, no, no. All right. Stop kicking me. Mason Wood. Is he finally going to break out? He's as good as Sicily, isn't he? Uh, Dom Tyson? That's not too bad. Oh, no, he's already broken he out. Was, he was uh, SEN's bolter for uh, <laughs> round one. He's already broken out. He was a great player at the D. I'll give you a... I'll be nice to you, Banjo. You'll be nice. Taron Thomas has a lot of ability. He's, he does. There are a few times I have watched him play and thought, geez, this guy's pretty special. I don't know, will it happen this year? Because he has been playing very much a peripheral role. Yeah. Are they going to give him that main They're role? They're starting to transition him to like that wing role where he just sort of floats around, plays that mm. utility, goes where he wants to just try and make things mm. happen. That'll be exciting from a sort of personal view watching him, but mm. I don't think it'll translate so much into helping the side win a whole heap yet. But I think he's a chance. He's going to be a really good player i'm pretty certain of that as soon as we're good he's going to be one of those players that looks amazing he, yeah he, he's got to find his spot find mm. his position and yeah i agree he's gonna he's, he's gonna be pretty good he so. can do nearly everything on the nicest football field. thing i've ever said about north melbourne right there yeah he's a great overhead mark he's really aggressive tackler he's got great use clever with the ball all right all right all right him. all right anyway <laughs> <laughs> what do we got uh player i'd like to have a beer with who'd you go <laughs> 
<laughs> I think you know. I, I used to always say there's only two players who I like at North Melbourne. One is now a demon, oh, Major. Mm. As Can well you stop as, bringing that up, please? <laughs> the other one is uh, Kane Turner. Who I, I just really like. I love the little fellas who tackle hard and have a go, which is exactly what he is. And we know that he, he likes a beer and will probably drive me home afterwards, as we, we've learned. So no matter what, he will drive me home. That so. is rude, Scott. The man has had a problem with the law and you just trample upon him like that. <laughs> uh, it was a long time ago. It's not uh, too I, I do like Clay, uh, Kane. He's in our leadership group, which is a mildly suspect that's, decision, if I'm honest. <laughs> that's given a bit his, embarrassing for the leadership he, that you he, have at your club. He's not someone I would have said was entrenched in our best 22, <laughs> but he's there. <laughs> And yeah, he does seem like a good bloke. Very skinny still. Someone who came in looking like about a 12-year-old and never really yeah, grew up out of that. that's what's fun about him though because he'll still bring down the big man occasionally. He can cast like four players in his yeah. first year. It was awesome. Yeah. As his career's gone downhill since he started Mate, you know what you, you know what you got to do with it? It's exactly what Neville Jetta was. Put him in the back line. I 100% am pro that. That is like, that is exact. Neville Jetta was 100% that. He was just a little guy. He wasn't quite good enough or talented enough as a forward and was really tough and worked hard and brought big men down. Put him in the back line. That's exactly what he is. The only problem is we have no forward pressure either <laughs> without him. Yeah, is we, yeah. We're getting him to do the job about three people there. But maybe Phoenix Spicer comes in. Hey. But my, the player I'd like to have a beer with, Cam Zerha. Just seems like a bit of a fiend. Yeah, Love of it. Of course, it's a, when we, you were just listening to him. Get it? Was it him that you were getting listening to getting interviewed before? Yeah. yeah, and he sounded boring as all hell. He sounds bored. That's different. He doesn't look boring. No, he absolutely <laughs> does. I think he's just. I don't think he's a great media performer, but he seems like fun off the field. Mm. Is he your second favorite player now behind Goldstein? Oh, no, it's probably Jai. Okay. I love Joe. Okay. Right. And then LDU, if he gets where I think he's going to go. Oh, okay. All right. But you want to have a frothy with him. Yeah. Well, there's there's like football crushes and like people crushes, like the people I'd like to hang out with. And they're different things. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you like him as a human being. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd hope so. I don't know him at all. <laughs> We've got a segment now, Banjo. Uh, no, we don't. We've got to say the pass mark. Oh, yeah. Oh, who cares? It's, it's finish above Adelaide. Yeah. It's the exact <laughs> same as what opposite of Adelaide's Finish always. above Adelaide. Yeah. If we do that, I'll be happy. You'll finish 17th. Honestly, I'm confident if on we that. finish 18th, I won't be that unhappy. Um, pick yeah, one pick. will be fine. <laughs> He's supposed to be good like they all are, so whatever. Anyway, let's move on. We've got a segment. Take it away. Well, why am I taking it away? It's the Cane Corns Big Call of the Week. You're meant to describe what happens in the Cane Corns Big Call of the Week. I refuse. I just thought you might want to show some leadership for once, given you decide to bring the pod back. So I just have to uh, introduce every segment on this podcast. Honestly, now, I just I? wanted a break for two seconds, so I threw it to you. I'm sorry. God, I Sometimes I just need you to take some slack. Well, if this Life is, is going to be the case, I need to be the host from now on completely. I get to do the throw at the start, hello and welcome, all of that Mate, stuff. if you want to sit around here and spend half an hour fixing the podcast after <laughs> we're finished recording, you're welcome and then you can be the host. Otherwise, introduce the bloody segment. Well, the Cane Corns big call of the week came about. Uh, the, the great man, Cane Corns. We, we love picking apart the way that he will just make a big call uh, just to try to get media attention. Yep. We, we know For a lot of one pe- of those SEN articles. Yeah, look, we, we know a lot of people hate him. We don't. We love him. We no, know we're that very he, pro-Kane. He brings a lot to the table because he'll just go with his big takes and that will create the, a lot of interest. The thing he is, is he's good at it. Unlike a lot, a, Unlike a lot of the people in the media, he, he knows what the right line to cross is mm-hmm. and then he'll cross it he'll go too far and but he'll he, do it a, the he right knows way what he's doing he's not an idiot he says it because he knows it'll get media attention i do not think he's a moron and i like him he has this smirk on his face when he says it like he's expecting to get punched by somebody and that's what i appreciate so what we do in this segment is we take 
a big call from the media, which is sort of the best impersonation we've seen of Kane Corns across mm-hmm. the week. Often it will be Kane himself. 90% but, of the time. But if it's not, it'll be someone else who does a Kane Corns big call. And then we have a bit of fun and we make a call of our own to sort of imitate um, Kane for ourselves. So, but luckily this week, Banjo, I mean, starting the year, we decided we've got to just go back to You the, do the get the best ones at the start of the year. Kane has had a few good ones. So we had to get a Kane Corns one um, out on the table. And this one did give me a big laugh. This one came about after the first round of the Amy Community Series, which was quite high scoring, not very defensive. Also the only round of the Amy Community Series. Yeah, game one is what I should have said. Game one. And Kane decided to come out and say that in terms of the rule changes, the pendulum has swung too far is what he said and that we're getting too attacking now. We've gone too far and that we need to be able to bring it back to a more defensive. We have spent... Four, five, six years getting nothing but consistent messaging from AFL HQ saying game's too boring, not enough increased scoring. Increased scoring, increased like, scoring. They did not care about anything but the score. And as soon as they've had one game where it was probably where they wanted, it was still an outlier game for the preseason. It was the <laughs> highest scoring game for the preseason. It wasn't like illustrative of the rest of it. The next game was 80 to 74 Richmond Collingwood. That was just a normal game. Mm-hmm. Yet he's still gone with. Football's too attacking. Don't like it anymore. <laughs> it was... Like, no one this, was trying to this, defend. This That's is the happened. most Taggers logic I've ever seen. Like, he's gone, what, what, what would I have done during this game? There was no defense. I wouldn't have got a game. Don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. I mean, he probably should like the, the defensive game. But, I mean... No one was trying to defend during preseason. No there one ever reason. tries to defend in preseason. <laughs> uh, he's a funny man, Kane. And I, like, I, had a, I had a good chuckle listening to that. It is an incredible quote. Do you have a big, big call to make, Banjo? Your imitation of Kane? Yeah. Well, honestly, I'm sort of I'm following along Kane's leadership here. I mm. think game is very going to be a lot more attacking. I, I believe in the rule change, as mm. we said last mm-hmm. uh, yeah. last episode. Hundred goals. Back on the table. Someone's going to do it. Coleman medalist. Coleman medalist. Goals. 100 goals. Maybe even more than... Maybe you don't win the Coleman medalist with 100 goals. Who's it? Ben Brown? Well, no. Major. Ben, ben Brown's not going to play 22 games. <laughs> Major's not going to play so 22 games. So they could still kick 100 goals in 15 I games. I think I'd commit supposedly <laughs> if Ben Brown kicked 100 goals in like 15 games. No. It'll be... I don't know who it'll be. Someone will do it though. Mm. Maybe Charlie. Maybe Tom Hawkins or Cameron. One of them just decides to kick all the goals for Geelong. Don't know who it'll be. Someone will do it. It's back on the table. Do you reckon that if that happens, Jeremy Cameron kicks 100 goals, will Kane be saying, no, the game's gone too far. I don't like this much attacking. Jeremy Cameron kicked... So someone will kick like 10 goals in a game and he'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) He's so fun. He's like... He's the only person that doesn't like... Anything. <laughs> like, either side, too attacking, doesn't like it. Too defensive, doesn't like it. There's this speed, sweet get a spot, headline, and get it's a headline. all got to be the same for him. Whatever gets him a headline, Banjo. My one I've gone with is, uh, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but I reckon David Teague to get the sack this year, Banjo. That's, that is bold. That is it, bold. It, it, look, it Although is I looked bold, on that article, I was telling you, maybe he's fifth most under pressure. Yeah, how much hype is there in speculation is there on Carlton? What's, there always is. Their fans get all angry. If they finish bottom four, if they finish bottom last, six second even, last, yeah. there's going to be a genuinely a lot of aid on him. That's very true. And look, what's interesting is everyone's hyping them up and everything. But when they actually say, who do you think is going to make finals? No one's actually saying Carlton. I think um, they, they had that uh, player, one team, the captains, the captains one, one, one captain one, yeah, said one they were going to make yeah. finals. Uh, no media person I've said seen any consistency saying they'll make finals. Everyone expects them to finish about ninth or 10th. 
which mm. I don't think he'd get him fired, but that leaves a lot of not too far downside for him to be in trouble. And yeah, he, he doesn't have the credits in the bank. Like no. they, they, it's pretty hard to defend him. Like if they're going really badly, it's mm. oh yeah, he was the caretaker coach who took over and we did quite well for a little while, and then he didn't do a whole lot last year. Yeah, uh, it'd could, be a very happen. Carlton well, thing to sack a coach that quickly, though. Yeah, it would be. It would be like two years into the job, one of like two of them being half years, like. Yeah, it'd, it'd be bold. Take the attention away from Goodwin. Would be good. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to uh, Kane's alma mater and talk about Port this year. <laughs> oh, God, he's frothing over them, isn't oh, he? Oh, my goodness, yeah. His biggest question is, uh, what are they going to put on the Premiership Cup? Like, how, how quickly can they engrave it? <laughs> he's decided that they're the best list in the AFL by so far. But in fairness, he's not the only one. Everyone is absolutely Maybe frothing I'm over. pretty high on them. Yeah, I am as well. It has been one year, though. Maybe there was about a four-year patch in which we said, gee, they've got a good, talented list. They should be good. It was a five, six-year patch yeah. between 2014 and last year. And they, they kept disappointing. They yeah. do it once. Are we confident that that's sustainable and that's continuing to happen? They're, they've had a culture for a long period of time which has been um, very volatile and very yeah. emotional and riding the ups and downs. Can we be confident that they're locked in? That's true. I was going to say they've looked good in the preseason, but both their games were against Adelaide. So, like, what is that? You're going to look all right. Yeah. <laughs> we might have looked all right against Adelaide, mm. for all I know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I Well, let's get to the question, big question we've got. Yeah, because we want to be lateral with it. Yeah, do the young kids become the backbone of the side? Because they've got probably the most lauded group of young kids in the competition yeah. nearly which yeah. is interesting because i don't think it's the most talented but with rosie and butters and dersmer and bergman coming in this year apparently mm. georgiardi's looked good at yeah, times yeah like they've got a lot of kids that are sort of around that side but none of them are really the core players even mm. butters who made the top 40 mm. was that sort of high half forward small forward and that's never really the core player mm. in a side and we the question we've got is do those guys start to transition into being that? Because and Folk's pretty old, Dixon's pretty old. They've got a lot of those best players pretty old. Rockliffe. And it's... I, those main three players, I, I, yeah. I really like them. I really yeah. like them a lot. But I find it hard to picture them becoming, you know, that lock in the middle of the ground. Like yeah. that, that player who's that all Australian midfielder star who you build yeah. your team around. I mean, I think... Rosie will be a very good player, but I can imagine him sort of just being a you know a half forward flank. He's yeah. very dangerous and rips the game open and then occasionally. pinches in the midfield. Yeah. Butters as well, yeah, pinch hits in the midfield. Is that just a bit of sizeism with that there? Because yeah. he's quite small. Could we? Could he just turn out to be maybe? But he's got to put on a fair bit of size to be a big body midfielder in the modern game. Yeah, but so is he? Maybe he's end not up... a big body. Maybe he's a Dylan Shield type midfielder. Yeah. Zach Merritt. I, I can imagine him getting caught halfway between yeah. my midfielder and my half forward. Dersma, I can, I, we were talking about this before. I can picture him being sort of a wing sometimes. That, going that, into I the think he's more. just going to be an out-and-out winger. Yeah, I don't think he'll 100% be a mid. I can picture him more, but it's hard to say who is going to be the, that McRae the core of that transition inside. And yeah. yeah, will they continue? Those kids continue to be able to be those kind of gravy players and put sort of the cherry on the top. But at some point, they're probably going to have to yeah, you know, step in there and take over. Yeah, because the only midfielders they've got are Wines and Pal Pepper. That'll be their long term. Pal Pepper, I'm very well known to not be too high on. Yes. Uh, Wines, I think, is great. But I don't think he can do it all by himself without yeah. Rockliffe and Boak and mm. all those other and guys there. Aside from that, they are ageing a bit. Yeah. You'd think they have a year at they've it. They've got a bizarrely two-tone list. 
they've got a great set of older players and what looks like a great set of younger players, but there's yeah. not a whole lot in yeah. between, yeah, again, outside of Wines. That's true. So they're going to be fascinating for me. Not so much this year, because I do just think they'll be good this year, but in the next couple of years, where they go, I'm quite interested to mm. watch it happen. Who's your breakout I player, mean, though? <laughs> I mean, speaking of those players, I mean, we've got to pick one of them as mm. the, the breakouts, yeah. don't we? I've decided to go with Dersma. Uh, reason being is pretty much what we were talking about before. Is I can see him slotting into a role a yeah. bit more than the other two. Rosie's injured, so that, yeah. that's a factor as well. I love Butters, but can I imagine him going to a whole new level above what he did last year? I can't really picture it. Yeah, to be I, honest, I've gone Butters, but I think it would probably be incremental. I think if he gets that 23, 24 touches a game, not quite that top-end guy, yeah. but sort of that very good secondary guy. With the way he moves the ball, I think that would be... Something I'd classify as a break, yeah. Yeah, yeah, either of them could be, and either of them for Port Adelaide, you'd you'd hope so. I think he can be that first receiver at the stoppage because he's quick and dynamic. Yeah, he can play that role. I get he's probably not going to be the in and under type, but if he can do that, I think that's that's great for them. For a little man, he's he's very very tough, but at some point you do need to have the body as well. Anyway, who'd you like to have a beer with? Out of Port Adelaide, I would like to have a beer with... I mean, look, I've got a few loves at Port Adelaide. You know that. But Most of the side is your love. The, the the peak the peak is Robbie Gray. I mean, he is the sexiest player I've ever seen play. Oh, no, Andrew McLeod is. Probably Robbie Gray too. I absolutely love watching him play. So he I is would, good value. I would love to sit down and uh, crack a cold one with Robbie. Yeah, valid. I'd go Charlie Dixon. Loves his cars. <laughs> No. Got a big beard. No, looks no. like it could sink a few. He doesn't like beer. He's a wine drinker. Do you know he doesn't like beer, or do you just know he does like wine? I know he likes wine before a game. Did you remember that story? I do remember that story. Great story. Cop shit for it for no reason. It's just one wine. People having, settle down. Having a red wine the night before a game. It's to not relax the, him. It's not the end of the world. Jamie Vardy, world class soccer player, smashes pints the night before a game. Pints and pizza was his routine. He's world class in this modern age. It can be done. His performance would, is fine. Would you be a bit worried that you're sitting down and crack open a cold one with him? And he says, oh, I don't really drink beer. I'd rather a red wine. Honest, it's a different vibe. Honestly, if want? he has a red wine and drinks it like it's a beer, I'm still okay. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. not so, it's that's not, not so, the question, man. <laughs> that's fair, but that's what I'm answering. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Richmond and the big question. No, got, wait, 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 wait. Oh, man, yeah. Joe, pass, pass mark. mark. We're going prelim, we yep. think, with, with Port Adelaide. That, I mean, that's where they got to last year, so some people might argue they've got to get to the next stage and make a grand final. I think if they lost in a prelim this year, we'd be walking away saying, good year, Port Adelaide. They've yeah. sort of consolidated especially, themselves. Especially if they're not blown out. And if it's a competitive prelim, yeah. they'd, they'd be happy they, with they it. They consolidate themselves as a, a real team, yeah. I suppose. And then, then it starts getting a bit more urgent. But now let's move on. We've got Richmond, the reigning uh. premiers. Yeah. Ugh. Get through this quickly. Yeah. Are they going to separate themselves from the other great modern teams? The question really is, are they going to win the flag again? Because if they do, I think four in five years, that's significantly better than the others. Oh, it's the same as Hawthorne, really. No, but Hawthorne was five, four in seven years or something. Well, yeah. Maybe eight. And yeah. that's, that's pretty much two teams. Well, yeah. At the moment, they are in the equation with all of those great teams of the modern era. Yeah. If they win another one, they are potentially favourites to be the best. Yeah. Which like uh, My rough ranking off the top of my head is, I think I have about third, head of Hawthorne behind Brisbane and Geelong. Uh, I think they go ahead of... I think they have to be top if they win again. Geelong's always a tricky one because it's a bit they could have won more flags, but... Like they were the most dominant home and away team we've seen. They were so they barely lost a game yeah. for a long period of time. But yeah, if Richmond 
won a flag, they mm. would have to go ahead out of Geelong. Yeah. It'd pretty much be between them and Hawthorne. Well, I have Hawthorne fourth. Fourth. Yeah. Well, because I think the fourth... They won more flags than any the of the The fourth flag ones. is kind of separate, so far apart. Nah, but it was the same core group. Mm, like, it was it was Mitchell Lewis-Hodge. It was that group. Yeah, but it was not the same, like... Like, 15 of those players were different. Let's not get into talking yeah, about it. Let's not get bogged down. We've gone on for long enough. But yes, if they win the flag, I think they start yeah. to separate themselves. Breakout player. Uh, they don't need another breakout player, Banjo. But They just, don't have many options because all their players are good. Yeah, I've just picked one of the ones who isn't quite a star yet and has shown a bit, of which they have a few. I've gone with Arts. He's certainly shown a bit. and He, he was another one. He, he's had a pretty good preseason. So mm. they have plenty of those sorts of players in the forward line, yeah, but he I, seems I've, to be another I've gone one. one of those forwards they decide to send back. I've gone Liam Baker. I think yeah, he could okay. look quite good. He was quite good last year. So clean and so such a good user mm. off the back flank. Big Caleb daniel to be honest mm. uh, and I just really it was a great decision to put him in the back line wasn't uh, it shut up <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I just think he's quite dynamic and I like the look of him disappointed he's not in my fantasy side mm-hmm. play you'd like most to get a beer with oh uh, well I mean similar ilk to what I said oh, I've forgotten what it was what team it was oh yeah North Melbourne who I said yeah. I only like one player out of I only like one player out of Richmond as it's always been Daniel Rioli uh, I love watching him play he's actually been a real disappointment mm. over the last few years with how good he was early on but you know I like him he's got a bit of a story to tell um, yeah. so I'd like to have a beer with uh, Daniel Rioli I've gone with Camden McIntosh I reckon he's a character <laughs> and a half I, I just good one I would just want to know what he's like as a person <laughs> he's a weird cat he yeah, looks like such a everything I've heard is he just does bizarre things and I'd, lo- I'd love it Pass mark is very obviously a premiership. Yeah, I think so. It's not a huge disappointment if they fail. Yeah. Because they've won three in four years and it's all gravy from here, really. But the only thing that satisfies them is a premiership because that's the standard they've set themselves. They can't go in expecting anything other than that. Absolutely not. Let's move on St. Kilda. Mm, Another hype team. Yeah, the question we've got is Brett Ratton the Messiah. Yeah, I mean, that that is kind of the vibe we have around Brett Ratton at the moment. Yeah, he's so highly touted mm. at the moment. He's the word of God coming out of his mouth mm. according to everyone who's listening to him he's got that that guru sort of vibe mm. about him doesn't he <laughs> when he talks and so far the results of you know he does along feel moderately clarkson in that he's just getting so much out of his players at the moment like mm. all their b-grade players just look electric at the moment mm. and he's getting everything working clicking it is only pre-season and he did not play many much defense especially against north melbourne but it just seems to be working perfectly, and I think they look dangerous. Just how many times in the past could you say that a coach has come in and sort of immediately the club has just looked completely no, different? No, it sounds like, like something so out of more, it, it 50 really years happen. ago. Yeah. Like Dennis Pagan did it to North in the early 90s. Who else has done it? Even Clarkson took a while before he got them yeah. good. In, he in, was coming from a mile back, mm. obviously. but In modern footy, quite often... Malthouse at Collingwood, maybe? Although they won the spoon before yeah, no, they, he... Yeah, no, they took a bit of time. Um, yeah, in as far as at least modern footy goes, normally if a coach gets sacked, we say, oh, give him a year or two, give yeah. him a bit of time. But it's almost as soon as he walked in, it's just 
a completely different feel around St Kilda. Yeah. So and the um, question is, it Jesus or Brian? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, if they take it to another level, then yes, he is the Messiah, as far as St Kilda fans concerned. I'm looking forward to uh, Brad Hill getting back to his best. I think these rules are just going to absolutely suit him to a I team. hope so, mate. He was a good little pick in my uh, fantasy team, mm. wasn't he? Yeah, he was going to me next. Too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, who's your breakout player? Uh, speaking of uh, fantasy team, uh, Hunter Clark. I've gone with you. Oh, at him last I love year, him and so much. It was nice grabbing him off you honestly I've always really liked Hunter Clark but there was a game last year I think it was our final in fantasy when you had him in your team and they played him in the midfield and I was obviously a bit frustrated he was scoring a lot of points but I was just thinking geez this guy is so good he is one of those players he's another one he just doesn't think he can get tackled he's so strong and he's young he's fourth year same age Mm. as LDU like he just does not want to get tackled. He's so composed when he is getting tackled, mm. and he's such a good decision maker, mm. such a good user. Which which has made him very good off half back. Yeah. But throughout the year, he was gradually a bit more midfield and time. Hopefully, that continues. Yeah. I know Brad Crouch is added to the mix, so that might struggle to have as much time. I, I think he's he should he's be their there. most talented midfield kid. I yeah. think they have to start I, promoting I him. Like he's got to be the future of that midfield. Mm. I know Jack Steele's not old, but like. No. He's got to be carried along with them. I'd be shocked if he's not good enough to do that yeah. now as well. I, he's at that level. He, he I think, is a jet. Mm. Uh, I've gone with Higgins as a breakout player. <laughs> uh, I just yeah, think he, yeah. he was so dynamic as a kid in racking up the ball. I think he's going to be given every opportunity to do that. And the way they're moving the ball or looking to move the ball, I think it's going to suit him perfectly. He's so smart. He's just going to find these gaps mm. and just rack it up. He, he does have another level to go to, yeah. doesn't he? There, there, there's another yeah, level in his progression. Especially Richmond plays such a low-possession game. Mm. Like He was never going to look statistically impressive there, but mm. I think he will at He's got to yeah, work up the field, get a bit more ball, yeah. and he'll look like a different player. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, not too bad. Who's the player you'd like to get a beer with? The player I would like to get a beer with, Banjo, is, uh, of course, it's Dopey Kent. Yeah, uh, the great man himself, from, uh, previously of the days who you'd like to like, make him a sick Kent. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he would be a bit of a sick Kent if you sat back and had a beer with him. He uh, does seem like a lot of fun. He does, yeah. He um, plays golf with a mate of ours, I think. Yeah, well, not really. They've seen him play down at the club a few times, and apparently he looks like a ripping fella. Uh, but we love Dopey, so I, I'd love to to have a chat with him. Yeah, I've gone Brad Crouch, uh, fitting my theme. He just seems like a lad. <laughs> <laughs> got, he wouldn't want beer He'd must have wanted a bit more than that got, got, got good access to the goods Yeah exactly I, I think he'd take it a Just bit quietly though We have to reflect on the fact Dan Hanabry's on this list And we didn't pick him yeah. Shame on us Speaking of people Who uh, like to take it To another level <laughs> Pass mark for him. We've got prelim Yeah It's yeah. just They're so hyped up They've just They've just On the ascent And for them to be happy I think they've got to Keep moving mm. up It's got to that point Hasn't it There's yeah, they're, they're, there's too much it's, hype around it's them. It's probably that, overhyped. Like, they're yeah, probably too uh, much, I agree an inflated stock at this point. But that's where they're at, and that's what mm. the expectations are. I think if be. they do much less than that, people are going to say that was disappointing from Secure. Yeah, I, I which is crazy, if, really. If personally, but. if they came fifth or sixth again, maybe even seventh or eighth, really, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't that's think not that's not how the world sees it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let's move on to a team with significantly lower expectations, mm, Sydney. Yeah. I have very little expectation for them, but our question was, do the young players' reputation end up matching their performance? Because they yeah. have a lot of highly touted kids, mm. and for the last few years, it hasn't really amounted to yeah. anything. Heaney has become a very good player without becoming a star. Yeah. Callum Mills is the big question mark. He's moving into the midfield finally. But he's also sort of the same at this stage. He's been a very good player, but he's not yet a star. Mm. This is the year to be the star. Yep. Nick Blakey, 
God, there's a lot of hype around him at the moment. He is like a... He's a very good user of the ball. If he stops being a jet baby giraffe, he could be <laughs> incredibly dynamic. I look, I, I've thought there has been too much hype on him. In fact, I've, I've probably thought that about all of those kids, to be yeah. honest. For, for some reason, they get a lot of hype, the, the Sydney It's, it's the academy draftees. aspect of it. They're always mm. talked about, especially... I think part of it is when they were good in getting those kids, the unfairness of it sort of hype the kids up a bit. It's like, oh, look how unfair this is. Yeah. They're getting the number two pick or the number three pick. And yeah, it was incredibly unfair. But it also put a lot of pressure on, a lot of expectation yeah, yeah. on those kids. And they've not been disappointments, and especially not Blake. He's way too young yes, to have been yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but they're not also... They haven't exceeded expectations mm. either. I, I don't know if they've been given the opportunity. It, it's been... It's no, been, they have been held back. It's been a slow rebuild, mm. hasn't it? I mean, they've continued to keep, you know, Kennedy and Parker and all of that yeah. as important players. To be fair, Parker's still like 27. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He, he burst three years ago when young. they were getting those kids, he was 24, 23. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it comes to that point in which they need to be given more responsibility. Mm. They are a young team now. They need someone to step up and bring them into the future. Mills is being given that opportunity. Yep. Don't know about Heaney. I just His don't think they've got too the bad, forwards. But, the Fords to be able to replace him. I think they're just looking at it going, yeah. we can't afford to move him. I think, I think Blakey will be playing largely on a wing is what yeah. I hear about him. Um, Which is interesting given he's the kid who should be looking like a Ford. Ford. Yeah. But they did draft Logan McDonald, yeah. who looked good for a bit in their preseason match. Which heard is, a lot about Braden Campbell as well, apparently. He yeah, shows and Errol Gould and all their kids so. this year have been hyped up too. Mm. Like It's just continuing the pattern. Their kids get hyped up. and I just want to see, do they mm-hmm. end up showing... To be anywhere near as good because they haven't just yet. Yep, yep. Breakout player. Breakout player. Well, someone we've been talking about. I've decided to go with Blakey is the one that I've gone with. Uh, again, he wouldn't happen to be in your fantasy. Yeah, team, he, would he? he might be. He might be. But uh, uh, I think there was a lot of expectation on him early, being expected to play in the forward line. Um, I think pushing up on a wing will see a bit more freedom with him. Mm. He's obviously very, very fit for yeah. a big man. Um, look, I don't expect him to be a superstar, but um, if we see some shades from him, that would be good. Yeah, and I think he's so damaging with ball in hand that mm. if he starts to find the ball, he will probably be very good. Who's Even yours? if he's not super tough or anything like that. I've gone Callum Mills. I want the obvious one. Mm-hmm. Like, it, this is the year. It's his time, yeah. Like, I think he's good enough. He's just got to do it. Yep. yep. It's, it's pretty simple. Time. More significant role. Yep. Uh, who'd you like to get a beer with? Uh, continuing the good bloke theme that I've been going with, Banjo, I've gone with uh, Josh Kennedy. Yep. Now, he certainly he does like seem like a good, good bloke. bloke. So he seems so down to earth. Like, yeah. I, you would come away from having a beer with him being like, that was, that was really incredible because he's like from he's footballing royalty and he has his head screwed on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he seems like a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I 100% endorse that. I went buddy. He's, <laughs> he's the biggest star left in the competition, yeah, really. Yeah. Like, in terms of just superstar factor, it's him yeah. or Dusty. Yeah. And you, I, I just want to see... You, uh, they'd be an experience having to be with the man. Yeah, you'd like to come away and be like, this is what Buddy's like. Yeah. I've chatted to Buddy and this is what he's I've like. had a beer with Buddy. It'd yeah. just be a story. Yep. Yeah. So, the past mark for them have gone above bottom four. Mm. They're sort of in that tier that yeah. they could easily finish bottom four. But if they do better than that, that's great. It, yeah, it's another soft expectation yeah. one. They'll do well if they get if they're not in the bottom four. Uh, but for the most part, see a bit from their kids is yeah, what we exactly. want to see. West Coast biggest question: Are mm. they too old? Because mm, they're getting there. Yeah, it's we- three years now since they won. They had a few old players then. They're still there, and the, a lot of their mid tier players are getting up there. Mm. Your shoeys, your I don't know. 
yos, they're all sort of on the back end of the career now. Are they going to be able to keep together or does it just not work? Yeah, we, we thought about this one for a while because we looked at West Coast and we're like, oh, they're a good team. They're probably going to be a good mm. team. What is the big question? We thought I mean, they do have a very, very old list. Yeah. And, and you're right. When, they won, up. when they won the flag in 2018, we were talking about them as a pretty old list. And a lot of those players are still around. Mm. Um, they've still got, obviously, Hearn and Kennedy yeah. and Darling. Lacroix retired then. He was another one of the older, older Even blokes. Even Gaff now is reasonably old. Like, yeah. A lot of those players, a lot of those key players for them are really old. And they, haven't, they don't have kids, a whole heap of kids coming through mm. because they've been a good side for so long. I do kind of like the ones they've got, though. The, like Ryan's mm. not old, even though he was a mature age recruit. Oscar Allen, mm. I like the look of. Petrocelli's all right. He's a bit excited. But they're all gravy yeah. players, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. And, uh, yeah, you feel like that... Do the older players have another go left in them? Yeah. Is what it comes down. Because I don't to. think they're going to be able to win unless those yeah. guys if, carry a lot of it. If yeah, if they don't, they will not be contending. They might struggle to make finals. Mm. You feel like if they're out of gas, those yeah. older boys. And we've already got uh, Shuey out for three weeks with a hamstring. Mm-hmm. Yo's, Yo's out. Yo's out. Term. Yeah. What? What? Oh, he's, he's, OP. Is he? Yeah. It's, that's it's worrying. Ugly. Yeah. That. That. You know, Danaher's bad. Two years ruined by it. Uh, yeah. LDU had yeah. a half a year ruined yeah, by that. Plenty and have, the yeah. Like even now, it's still ruining seasons. And so you hope you can get back, but it's touch and go, really. Mm. Who's your breakout player for them? Yeah, I didn't think there were too many options mm. to be honest, because as we just said, they're yeah. a pretty old list. But the one I've got, Oscar Allen, I think probably has about as much talent as any of those younger kids on their list. I think he's underrated in terms of the young key forwards. Like yeah. I think he's not far behind. A lot of the top mm. tier ones, mm. he's probably the same sort of tier, maybe even a bit ahead of Larky, yeah. like that kid that's just not quite respected enough mm. given his performance. He's, he's a big man. He's got a lot of athleticism, quite mm. good hand-eye coordination, which a lot of them don't. Yeah, um, and so, good balance, I think, is important. Doesn't yeah. get pushed over. Yeah, it's and, huge too. And he's one who has seemed like he has got a little bit better every year, yeah. and he's almost snuck up on you. And you looked at him last year, and like he's actually a really good player now. Yeah, uh, like it's sort of yeah. So I think he can. And go he to filled in level. well while they had Darling and Kennedy yeah. injured. Like he. He was able to shoulder that burden mm. quite well. Yeah, so I, I think that's a good option. I've gone Liam Duggan. It's this Callum Mills thing all over again. Mm. Defender, a first-round pick. He's yeah, going to put the midfield. Was he, 14, Duggan? 15, yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah. So not a not the top-end first-round yeah. pick that Mills was, but still a first-round pick, highly touted as a junior, recruited as a midfielder, played a lot as a mm. pretty good defender, to be honest, yep. and now yep. he's going to put in the midfield, and I'm excited to see what he does. Yep, fair enough. Because they need young midfielders. They've really only got Tim Kelly and Sheed as the younger side in their mid-20s now. Mm-hmm. Although Duggan probably is too, if I'm honest. Uh, played most... most uh, most like to get a beer with. I'm happy with this one, Banjo. I've got Nick Nat for me. Yep. Now, he would, would be fantastic be to fun. have a chat with. Again, I reckon he's a good you, bloke. Oh, you talk to Nick Nat, I talk to Riley O. Compare notes. Yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting to see the two sides of that. But um, I've no doubt he's a good bloke. He's a very sort of inspirational character as well. That he's, yeah, very he's, true. He's got a very interesting story behind him. Um, and I feel like he would walk away learning something yeah. chatting to Nick Nat. I've gone with McGovern. Just seems like a good, fun country lad. <laughs> yeah. he's He plays football the way I think I would play football if I had talent. He looks like you would look like... Well, not anymore, actually. You've dropped a few. So. Yeah, but <laughs> he definitely had the same, same, same body shape as I looked like yes. I'd have. But yeah, I, I think he'd be great fun. The pass mark for him, though, top four, really. Yeah, probably. Again, a lot of the reason being Just because they're old. Yeah, they're, they're an old list, so they need to be contending yeah, or I, else they are failing. I, I think like Geelong, there's a bump because you're old. And when you're old, you've got to, you yeah. don't have enough chips left in the bank. 
you've got to put them all in. And that's not necessarily me saying that I definitely think they will be top four. No. But with where they're at, that's what they've got to do I'm to getting succeed. a bit sceptical because they seem to yeah. be one of those teams that looks like they could be there but ends up being sixth or so. Yeah. And like losing to Collingwood in, in Perth. Last year, yeah, that they they bl- they blew their last couple of seasons for sure. After a flag, in fairness, yeah, <laughs> true. I'd be happy to blow some seasons after yeah, flag. Exactly. Very similar to this team, the Western Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah. Biggest question for them: Do they have too many midfielders? Mm, too many yeah. star midfielders? Know, was it? Did not think I'd ever ask that question. I think it was two years ago. We, I mean, you ha- I think we have asked that mm. question about Collingwood when we looked at them and we just thought like. My yeah, when they got beams, God, I think. Yeah, my God, they've got a lot of depth of stars. Like, it's, mm. not, a, it's not a deep midfield. It's a bunch of stars yeah. and too many to fit into that It's not like group. they're packing in Dom Tysons as the seventh or eighth midfielder and you go, oh, that's pretty deep. He's all right there. Yeah, it's yeah, like, exactly. oh, my God, you've and still got Trelaw coming. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it somewhat... It gets to the point when you do actually start. So almost like worrying about There has to be diminishing them. returns. Mm. And, and you also... The other big factor with it is, are we going to be able to enable some of those... Midfielders to defend. Yeah. The law is not going to defend. Bontempelli's not going to defend. Will McRae. Dunkley might. Not a lot. Dunkley probably would. Yeah. Uh, Libba would. Libba would. But yeah. it's a lot on those two shoulders. But, they're yeah. doing a lot of the work. And they still, they're still ball hunters too. Like it's not like they're completely sacrificing their games. They're not doing Trent Cotchins where they're like, I don't need to touch the ball 25 times anymore. They're still going after the ball. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating. And they're, they're not getting ruck delivery either. So They're definitely not getting that. They're, they're, yeah, Getting that balance right is going to be really interesting. And then are we going to see Dunkley want to go again? Are we going to see other midfielders want to go because they're not getting the opportunities yeah. they should be? Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be yeah, good I to can't see how this makes the Dunkley situation better if he was feeling a bit well, yeah. isolated, not like he was given enough of a role. They've just brought sure, in another in, midfielder yeah. who's probably better than him. Different, but I'd probably say better than him. And yeah, it's not like he's, he's going to get more than him, more than of a role. Yeah, mm. I just think maybe... Dunkley's a better fit as the defensive midfielder is the only question I have. Mm, but, mm. yeah, they're, they're going to be fascinating to watch. I will watch a lot of Western Bulldogs this year. I yeah, think. yeah. And, like, yeah, that, Bailey Smith's just not going to get a look in. He didn't attend one centre bounce, and they didn't have Trelaw in the team yet. Yeah. That's yeah, just wild to not, me. not good. Like, no, that's, like, it's his third year. They don't want him to feel marginalised. He <laughs> looked like he was going to be the best midfielder from his draft for a little bit last year. Yeah. It's probably between him and Walsh. Like, yeah. It's yeah, it is wild that he's just sidelined, yeah. and I'm fascinated and to see what happens. Fair, to him. Like they've got to do that with someone, yeah. and probably is fair enough to pick the kid. Pick, yeah, yeah, why wouldn't you? It's yeah. way easier to piss him off and keep recover than yeah. it is to piss Dunkley off. And like if Dunkley, yeah. if you pick Dunkley off again, he's gone. Mm. But anyway, who's your breakout player? Oh well, who else? But Aaron Norton, mate. I mean, you decided that Caleb Daniel can't play in the back line. You were clearly wrong about that. I win that battle. I admit that I've won that. I admit nothing. <laughs> Move on. So the next one that I've got to be right about is obviously Aaron Norton, who's going to become a superstar you, key forward. Are, are you going to reflect on the fact? So one, they've got Jamara coming, who's the number yeah, one. He pick. won't play. He'll barely play this year, Jamara. That's fair. But also last year he averaged Norton averaged less than a goal a game against teams <laughs> not named North Melbourne. Look, it was a weird year. He struggled a bit with. He's COVID. already no, he's fine. But he's already had injury scares this year. I just he is frustrating, isn't he? Every year he has probably about two yeah. games. Where it's always just, a shoulder too when he gets hurt. Oh, the injury! Yeah, yeah. like it was just like his hands will just become yeah. so sticky, and all of a sudden he will mark everything he goes near. He will look so good and so dangerous. But the thing about Don't the dogs him for a few weeks after that. The thing about the dogs is they have real frailty down back still. Like they brought in Keith, and he's been good, but he's not sort of the entire yeah. defense. He's not a 
the guy you can build your entire defense around. Norton could be that. If they're not going to play English as a ruck and they're playing him as a forward and he looks okay as a forward mm. and then they've got Jamara coming in, isn't it kind of the ba- best balanced decision to uh, put at, him back? At the moment, they still need him forward. You yeah. can't, t- t- English is not going to be your number one key forward. He's, he's not good enough no, to do like, that. No, but like, I don't think Norton is either. And with, What's the difference between English and... he could and, be. What's the difference between English and Bruce and Norton and Bruce? I think Norton Bruce is better, and and the thing that you still but have is ho- that so but much you better still- than like Ace Cordy or whatever, which Cordy it is. The talent which Norton has, Zane. he could be a star key forward. I don't think you're going to say that got, about Tim English. So you've got I, to hold that. I, hope. I, I think he will be a star key defender if he's put there, and they've still got Jamara coming. Well, my thing with Norton though is he's too good to waste him in the back line. Like but when he's you have not that much too talent, good when you, you look at how much talent they've got. As a key, which is amazing to say for the Western Bulldogs. Key forward, they don't have a lot of talent key forward. Wait, what? They have a kid who's talked about as the best key forward prospect. Yeah, but he's going to take a fair bit of time. Still, I So think hopefully you can, it'll be Norton and Jamara. But if you fuck around with Norton's career and he doesn't make it as a key forward, you've just wasted years. It could just be like all that time we spent trying to make Weedering a centre half forward. I would. It equal, just reminds me. I of that. would think it's a waste of his talent if he just becomes a, a defender. I don't know. It wasn't a waste of Weedering's <laughs> talent. I've, I've missed this banjo. <laughs> the old Aaron Norton arguments. Just back to the well. The first time we've had it for a while. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my yours? breakout player, Riley West. There's not a whole heap of options. They're a pretty settled lineup. Could have gone Latham Vandermeer. Love that dude. But I went with Riley West. He just looked really good when he played. He's just yeah. a very smart player. But he's going to continue to be a kind of a half-forward flank and yeah. never get, get a role where no, he can be good. There's yes. no room in the midfield, <laughs> as we've said. Not. Maybe but he'll work as a defender, small defender. <laughs> see that happening. Oh, I, I don't think he's that kind of player, to be honest. I think he's a bit too, um, too see-ball, get-ball, mm. which is a good thing as a small forward. Anyway, play you'd like to get a beer with. Let's finish up. Uh, you go first because I'm just getting my notes back up. I've gone lucky, Hunter. <laughs> Why? For the similar reason for me and Kane Turner? Yep. <laughs> He's going to drive you home. But Get he, a lift home. No, but Kane Turner got home safely, I believe. Where Lockie Hunter did have an accident. So do you really want to be in the car with him? Just be in an SUV with lots of airbags. He won't, he won't get you home. You'll have an accident, mate. Yeah, then story, you'll be in the news. story to tell. It will be a story to tell. That's fair. Well, look, I can't criticise too much. I mean, I've gone Libra as mine. I'd like to get a That would be wild. I do, I do know someone who was at the uh, their after party after they won the premiership and I was like who was best on ground who was the most funny obviously liver like just by so far it's not funny and then he went off and played a game in yeah Bangkok or something something? yeah Yeah, something along those lines Uh, he's an interesting character he'd be a lot of fun got a great Simpsons tattoo Mm. anyway pass mark for them they've got to win a final they haven't won a final since Beveridge well, since they won the flag. Did we confirm that? That is the Yeah, case, I checked it yeah. up. That, yeah. That's just not good enough. Their list is way too talented. Mm. They've got to be yeah. at least in semi-contention. They've got the best midfield on paper. And yeah. if you have that, you should be winning a final yeah. at the very least. Yeah, West Coast won yeah. flags with it. You should be able to win a final. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that just about wraps it up. we just got one more thing to yes. do. Yes, I thought you were going to forget about it for a second, Ben. No, I have forgotten my song, but you're going to have to... You haven't forgotten your yeah. song. Well, at the end of the last pod, we had the argument about who's going to be our pod mascot going forward after the, the sad uh, end of the careers of uh, Lyndon Dunn and Billy Gowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to the point in which I'm very firmly of the opinion that it should be Grian Myers, who we've loved from the start, and no. you've decided that you hate him for some reason I don't hate him just because you're a grump I just don't care I just don't care and so you want to have Braden Proust yep 
All right. Well, we're going to put our theme songs to the test. I just remembered my theme song. We're okay. So, because we had the Billy Gowers theme song, what are you going to do for your Braden Proust theme song? Uh, I'm going to do Braden Proust to the tune of Lose Yourself to Dance. So it's going to be Proust Yourself to Dance. <laughs> Come on. Yep, that's it. <laughs> All right, Banjo. Well, my one I've got uh, for, for Grind, I've got... I'm pretty happy with my one. I actually already had it planned up before the last This is day. astounding. You've never planned anything for this podcast in your life before well, this. It's a bit of the doors, mate, and it's a bit of a... Come on, baby, grind, mice. Come on, baby, grind, mice. It's pretty good. It's something. It's certainly something. Oh, it's pretty good. That's better than yours. <laughs> Well, you came up with mine anyway, so uh, yeah, <laughs> either way, it's a reflection on you. We're putting it to a poll. Yep. We're going to go ask Kurt. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, he'll, he'll side with Grind. I'm pretty confident. I'll bribe him. Anyway, let's wrap it up. <laughs> it's been way too long. We've finally seen the timestamp. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the, uh, yeah, how long this took, but thanks for listening. We'll be back in a month or so, I reckon. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Mine, we might need to be longer after how long we spent talking. <laughs> see ya.